Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1342. Today on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the 7th annual Carmel Mission Classic that takes place on Wednesday, August 14th at the Carmel Mission in Carmel-by-the-Sea during the Monterey Pebble Beach Car Week. For more information, go to carmelmissionclassic.org, and I'll see you there. Live your dream. Make it a reality. If you like customs, stick with customs. If you like hot rods, stick with hot rods. But whatever you like, stick with that certain type of car. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am so revved up and excited to introduce today's very special returning guest here on Cars Yeah. Calling in from Discovery Bay, California, John D'Agostino. John, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Hey, I sure am, Mark. Let's do it. All right. John D'Agostino is the owner of Celebrity Customs, D'Agostino Customs in Discovery Bay, California. Born in Pittsburgh, John got into building and customizing model cars when he was just a little kid. Inspired by the works of Barris, Winfield, Hines, Starbird, and Watson, John embarked on a lifelong journey of designing and building custom cars, and that is exactly what he's done. He's become an icon in the world of customs and numerous awards so extensive that they rival anyone in the business. He's now a worldwide name. We're going to talk about that a little bit as well, too, since I last spoke to him. And he's a prolific builder, and his builds are in private collections in museums around the world. John, you were on the show back uh, June 29, 2016. Uh, here we are uh, three years later, plus a month. I'd love to catch up with you. I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little more about your business, your career, and your passion for automobiles before we jump into the questions? Yeah, no problem, Mark. Basically, I started back in 1967 when I was in high school, and my first car was a 56 Chevy that I had customized. And I had a local customizer named Frank D. Rosa Sr. actually helped me with the customization. And I started showing the car in local car shows, and it was doing so well that every year after that, I started building new cars, old cars. And, and I've been doing it for just about actually 51 years now. I've actually been actually building these cars, and I've actually built over 100 of them that have been actually shown all over the world. And, uh, you know, it's just a passion for me. I mean, I just like to have an – I like to be an individualist. I like something that is different. I like something that is glamorous. And I think custom cars to me – is the way to go. I mean, you know, I like all cars. I like classics. I like hot rods, but my really love is customs. And, you know, by watching the works of Barrison, Balon, and Winfield, and, and all those great customizers, and looking at the magazines and going to local car shows, it's just sparked my interest. And ever since then, I'm on the run now. I'm just building customs nonstop. Yeah. You know, John is the epitome of somebody living the dream. He found his passion. He created a life and a business around it. He's a worldwide phenomenon, and you are a powerhouse, too. I'll let our listeners know, John just returned from the gym. He's an avid gym guy. He's, you know, been doing this 51 years, and you'd think he'd be worn down, but you're one of these guys that every time I talk to is full of so much energy, and I'm sure that's partly because you're doing what you love, right? Well, without a doubt. Like I said, I love custom cars. I love going to the gym four days a week. I don't care where I'm at. I, I'll find a gym. I try to eat right. I try to keep my mind open. 
I don't have tunnel vision. It's just that I look at, you know, I'm building these cars. I look at the way I want them to build, but I also look at other customizers, see how they do things. And sometimes I even get ideas from them also. You know, I've always had a great team. It's not just me. I've had a team like Oz Customs, Lucky 7 Customs, Winfield, Daryl Hollenbeck. I've had uh, so many people helping me out through the years, and they've actually helped me get to where I am today. It's great. It's important to have great people around you, and that's another secret to your success, no doubt. Well, as we continue on your journey here, I want you to share a little mantra, a little uh, inspirational quote with our listeners, something that makes you keep going, that helps you get through, makes you successful. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, so John, grab the wheel. Well, you know, I'd probably say a quote is uh, live your dream. Make it a reality. If you like customs, stick with customs. If you like hot rods, stick with hot rods. But whatever you like, stick with that certain type of car. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, focus. You know, I think niching down seems to be a success with a lot of people. And I've had lots of builders, lots of fabricators on the show. And many of them who are successful kind of target in on one area that they like, that they do really well, and they stick with it. Uh, one other guy comes to mind is Rod Emery, who builds uh, Outlaw 356 Porsches. And that's been his niche. That's what he's been doing. He's kind of stretched out a little bit with his latest creation. But there's so many of them that do exactly what you do. They found something they like and they stick with it. I think that works. You know, you talked about being a little kid. And when you were in high school, I guess, you built that first car. Is that when you knew that you were going to be a customizer or a builder, or does it go back a little further? Well, basically, even before then, you know, when I was eight or nine years old, my dad took me to the Oakland Roadster Show, and that's when I started seeing these cars built by Barris and Balon and Winfield and so on. And then I started building model cars at, at an early age. And then, you know, what really sparked my interest is I lived one block away from three or four customizers that had cars built by Winfield and Balon and Barris. And one of them, I, I should say, the top guy that I've always looked up to was Richard Zoki. I mean, his cars, he was very prolific. He used to build a car every year, and most of his cars went to Winfield. And Winfield would get these brand-new cars or older cars, whatever, and restyle them. And Richard only lived a block away from me. So he used to cruise by my house almost every day. And when I see these cars, I knew – when I was 16 years old, I wanted a custom. I was going to build my first custom, and that was a 56 Chevy. Then after that, I built a lot, a lot of luxury cars. I mean, Cavs, Lincolns, Packers, Imperials. I mean, and then I really, I never went back to a, to a Chevy. For some reason, I just, I just wanted to go to the bigger cars. And not that I would never do another Chevy. Down the line, I probably the only one I do is a 58. And I'd probably end up doing a 58 Chevy and Paul and do it my way. Yeah, well, that's a cool car. You know, you mentioned the word glamorous earlier, and I can see why Chevys have kind of fallen off your radar a little bit because some of these other cars you've done, most of them are very glamorous cars to start with, and you make them even more glamorous. Well, you know, I try to find a good design first and actually start with the good design and actually restyle it and change the things that I think will even make it better. But, you know, I've, went, I've had a couple cars that were very, very hard to actually customize and uh, – what if I probably say is a 58 Packard? I mean, that's the last Packard ever built. And, you know, Studebaker was involved in it. And they were a little bit, they were gaudy. There were a lot of bolt-on stuff. And that was probably my hardest build ever was the Rita Packard. And uh, I'll tell you more about that car later. I mean, that car to me was, a. Uh, I have it in my garage now. And it's probably my favorite car ever. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a second. But first, I want to touch on 
challenges and failures. And last time you were on the show, you talked about going through a period of time in your career where people weren't buying customs, you know, the tide changes, things ebb and flow. Let's talk about what's happening maybe in the last five, six, seven years with the car market. Things are radically changing with automobiles. The dynamics around cars are changing. Are there some challenges that you've had to deal with in that last time or time period, I should say, in the customized market? Or are you at a point in your life now where you have got a train of guys down the street that want your cars and are just uh, lining up to have you build cars? Yeah, actually, you know, probably in the last 10 years, I've been sort of fortunate uh, building these custom cars. Even before they're built, they're basically sold if I want to sell them. And a lot of times I don't want to sell them right away. I want to show them on the West Coast. Then I like to show them back east with the ICA shows. And then I still have Canada. I have Europe. I have Asia. So a lot of my cars could do three or four years without repeating, you know, the same show. So a lot of times I will try to keep one of the cars. I might sell one and then build another I always have one or two cars at all times that I could show and then another car that I could sell. So I'm always ahead of the game. Yeah, that's very cool. What would you say is the biggest challenge for you these days in your business? Are there any things that you're facing right now that might be a little heads up for somebody who's up and coming in the world of what you do? Well, probably the biggest challenge is trying to find the right car to build. And I've been building so many different 40s, 50s, 60 cars. I'm kind of running out of cars I really want to build. But Not that I can't find a car that I haven't done, but, you know, I've done so much. I mean, when you start building 110, 110 cars, I mean, if you start looking at the cars of the, say, 40s, 50s, and 60s, I've done almost everything. But still, my mind is still open, and I will still find something to build, and I will still continue to build. Do you find at this point in your life, John, and you've seen so much, you've done so much, that... When you look at some cars that you've looked at over the years and you've kind of gone, I don't know, you said earlier you like to keep your mind open, which is great. So the tunnel vision isn't there. You're always looking beyond. But have you found that sometimes when you look at cars in some kind of a new way, that's a car you never had interest in before, you see something different? Has that ever happened with you? Oh, definitely. And a couple of cars that come to mind that were really tough to build and they were very odd to build and they were two oddball cars. And out of all the cars I built was probably a 58 Lincoln Continental. That was a tough one to build because that's a very square, boxy car. But the cool Catanental, that's what I called it because I incorporated a lot of Cadillac parts with the Lincoln. It turned out great. And that was a worldwide car. That went to a lot of shows in Europe. That was a tough car to build. But the Daryl Hollenbeck, John Aiello actually helped me on that car, build that car. It came up beautiful in the long run. And then the other car, like I said, is that 58 Packard, the Rita Hayward tribute car. That was a tough one to build. And I'm telling you, I had to keep an open mind on that. And, and I got to admit, Oswell Chavaz's Customs in Orville, he had a lot of input in that car on making it right. And, and without him, it wouldn't have turned out the way it is. I mean, he had some great ideas. He stretched that car in every which way, from fenders to doors to suicide to quarter panels to a two-seater. He made that car literally a California concept custom that – to me, a second to none, all done in lavender pearls. And I just love that car. And it's probably going to, I've had many times I could have sold it, but I really don't want to sell that car yet. I still have a lot of time to show it around the world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to talk about your worldwide travels in a minute, but I want you now to go back in time a little bit and talk about your first really special car, your special vehicle. Maybe it's your first special build. Maybe it's a car you had, but share a memory about that ride, would you? 
I probably say, you know, going way back, and now we're going back, well, almost what, 45 plus years. I'd probably say the Midnight Sensation, the 51 Merc, that I actually started in 1973 after seeing the movie America Graffiti. And then I worked on it for a couple years, and then I didn't quite finish it. I let the car set for about six or seven years, and I actually sold the car. And then I ended up buying the car back in 1981 or 82, it was. And I ended up finishing the car for the 1983 season. The Midnight Sensation, to me, that was a Rod Powell car and Bill Hines. Rod Paul started it. They chopped it. Then it went to Bill Hines for a lot of lead work, grill work, headlight work. Then it went back to Rod again to do a shop in Salinas to do the fadeaways. And then the beautiful ultra purple candy paint. And then, Oz, I mean, actually, uh, Rod finished it up then. And then I started showing it. And that first show was the Sacramento show. And that's when I won everything there. The Barris Award and the Media Showstopper Award. That was probably a car that probably got me going. And then from there on, it went on to like the 40 Merc Stardust and on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, look that up. on Just Google that car. You'll find pictures all over. It's absolutely insane. Just stunning car. Yeah. Beautiful job. How about seller's remorse? And I know you've sold lots of cars over the years. Cars, some that you wish you'd had, some that you built for somebody that had to go away. But is there one you wish you still had? You know, no, I wish I had them all, Mark. <laughs> Believe it or not, you know, you sell a car. I'm building a car, but you sell a car. And then after you sell it, say, God, I wish I could keep it. And I do that with every car. And if I had the funds and if I had the room, I swear I would probably buy them all back. I would every single one of them from the semi-customs to the radical customs. I would just love to have them all. It's just something that you just can't keep them all. I mean, I have here eight at the house. I have eight at the house. That's new cars and old cars. But then I have three or four in museums. I have three or four being built. My mind's always going. I'm a guy. I'm a three or four hour sleeper. I'm on the internet all the time. So I'm always networking. And uh, I'm always thinking, what's my next plan? And I always have an A, B, and C plan. Uh, you know, I'm working on A, but B's coming and then C's the next one. So I'm always three cars ahead. You've got a very full life, my friend. Now, may I ask what your age is these days? Actually, you know, I never said to somebody that, but I'm in my 60s. In your 60s. There you go. Well, it's in my 60s, and you could probably figure it out because I've been <laughs> for 51 years. So they'll tell you late 60s. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask you is not to get too personal here, but I just I want the listeners out there to realize, you know, life doesn't slow down as age comes on. You can stay busy. You can keep your life full, just like John has. And and these are some of the secrets he shared on how you do that and how you have a very full life throughout your entire life. The idea of retirement, I don't think even exists in your vocabulary, does it? No, it doesn't. You know, since I, you know, I work at the steel industry for 33 years and I actually retired there in uh, April of 2010. But, you know, I thought I was going to retire and sort of kick back and build a car, you know, every year, every other year. But you know what? I'm busier now than I was when I was working. And when I was working, I was pulling 60, 70, 80 hour weeks at the steel industry and still building cars. So now I'm building cars <laughs> full time. But you know, the big thing is I'm traveling international, a lot of international shows, 15 to 20 a year. And that keeps me really, really, really going is the international shows along with, you know, along the shows in the USA. Yeah. Well, I want to touch on that a little bit because you and I talked about that before we started recording the show. I always ask my guests what has them excited and fired up today. So first, let's start there. What has you excited and fired up? What are some of the builds you're working on right now? And let's talk about this international perspective that you have on showing cars and being out there in the foot on the spotlight because you're all over the place 
Well, first off, I'm building a 41 CAD. I've had it for, for actually too long, and it hasn't been finished. But I started the car about five years ago, and it's made into a, a chopped convertible Carson top. It's over at Oz's Customs in Orville. Been there for about three years, and I just talked to Oz recently, and I told Oz, it's more me. Uh, that car should have been finished a year or two ago, but I've been doing so much traveling. I just haven't had time to focus enough, but I told him we got to finish the car for 2020. I want to debut the car at the Grand National at the end of January that I have to have that car for my 2020 car because 2020 is going to be a special year for me because I haven't did this in the past. I've done a lot, but not this much. I want to do 20 international shows in 2020. So it's going to be 2020. So that's going to be tough. And I already have 15 contractors. So I got to pick up five more shows for next year. And uh, that's going to be hard to do. But you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove it to myself that I could do 20 shows, you know, international shows. I don't think anybody's ever done that. And I, I'm going to do it. You know, this year, 16. I'm actually, I've done nine so far. And I got seven to go. So, you know, 20 is going to be tough. But it will be done. I have no doubt you'll do that. You know, what comes to mind is I had John Oates, the singer from the famous Hall & Oates music band. And last year he turned 70 and he did 70 concerts. And, you know, again, and you see the Rolling Stones out there doing concerts in their 70s. I mean, uh, you know, again, life does not have to slow down and it shouldn't because, yeah, sitting around doing nothing is a kiss of death. So kudos to you. I have no doubt. Let me ask you this. You talk about being on a worldwide platform. What's your vision or what are you seeing? What do you hear around the world about U.S. cars, custom cars? Why is it so popular all over the world? You know, I've been to 330-something shows now. My goal is to hit 500 shows, international shows, and it's going to be tough to do another 170 in, in 10 years plus, but I'm going to try to do it. But bottom line is, you go to these shows. It could be small shows that draw 10,000 people, or sometimes you do some of these shows like in Germany, they draw 200,000, 300, 400, 500,000 people. Every show I go to, it seems like the American culture, the American car is always the favorite. I mean, all these shows in Europe, shows in Germany and Switzerland and Estonia and Iceland in Istanbul, which I just got back two weeks ago from a show in Istanbul, they just had their second annual show that was off the Richter scale. Uh, I was supposed to do the first one, but I was doing a show in, in Colorado last year, but I booked the second year, which was two weeks ago. And I'm telling you, it was up 300% from the first year, attendance-wise. They had over 700 cars at the show in Istanbul, and they had probably 300 of those were American cars. So the American culture in Istanbul, Turkey, is second to none. I mean, they're really into the American cars. And, you know, shows in Germany, I mean, thanks to one of my biggest sponsors, Sonax Car Care Germany, they send me to a lot of shows around the world. And since I've been with them five years, I've done so many different shows that I never did in the past. And they're sort of a very strong car care company that probably controls, it definitely controls the European market when it comes to car care. And little by little, they're actually, you know, moving up, up the ladder in America and every place. But it's just that everybody loves the American car. They love the American dream. They love the culture. They love the music. I mean, come on, I do shows in Russia. I do shows in Estonia. What do they play out on the music? American music. What do you see at the car shows? Lots of American cars. They even dress like the Americans. You know, the car hops, the this. The American culture will never die. And that's just not in America. It's all around the world. Little countries, Indonesia, Cyprus, I mean, Malta. 
they love the American culture. Yeah, it's true. Oh, well, it's good to hear. That's great. And congratulations for all that. I also want to touch a little bit on your involvement with the Carmel Mission Classic. This is a wonderful car show that takes place during Car Week in Pebble Beach, Monterey. It's wonderful. It's a very unique show, very intimate, takes place in an actual mission there at the Carmel Mission. I had uh, Rich Pep, who's one of the key persons involved on the show a few years ago. This past week, we just had Frank DiPaola on the show. But I wanted your, your interpretation, your impressions of the show for our listeners, for those who might be going to Car Week and maybe they haven't attended the show yet and why they should go. I know it's an intimate part of your involvement in Car Week there, right? Oh, without a doubt. To, to me, if you're going to go to Car Week, you're going to go to Monterey, it's a must-do show. It's basically, you know, it's funny. Car Week basically starts on Tuesday and then it ends on Sunday at the Action Concourse show itself. But this show is on Wednesday. It's uh, August 14th. And there's about 50 or 60 specially invited cars to this mission. And I'm telling you, once you go there, you'll always come back. I mean, I think I started the second or third year they actually started. I think they're in the seventh year. And I've been doing the last either four or five. I think two or three times I brought a car. Last year, I didn't bring a car, but I was a special guest. I helped DJ the award ceremony. I helped celebrity judge. I helped judge the cars. And Frank, puts he puts on a great show. And I'm telling you, once you go there, I guarantee you, you'll be back every year. And, you know, you even see guys like Barry McGuire walking around. You'll see Jay Leno. You'll see a lot of celebrity people. It's a great little show. You can't miss that show. It's that good. And luckily, I'm probably going to bring the uh, Rita Packard, the Rita Hayward Tribute Packard. That's on schedule to actually go there. So I'm kind of excited to bring the car and to hang around with Frank and see all my friends and my new friends, my old friends go there. It's a must-do show, guaranteed. August 14th on a Wednesday. Absolutely. And for you guys out there listening, just go to carmelmissionclassic.org. You can check out the website. It's very affordable. It's very fun. It's very casual, very relaxed. But where else are you going to go to a car show in an actual California mission? I think it's hundreds of years old. It's a beautiful setting. It's wonderful. It's relaxed. When you walk in, they give you a wine glass. You go over and they have vineyards there that are serving wines and things. I mean, it's a way to start the week. Absolutely. John, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, 
thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at com. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah! Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah! TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah! podcast guests and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah! TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah! TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, John, we're back, and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. If you came back tomorrow as a car, you woke up and you were a car parked in the garage, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself manifested into a vehicle, what would John be and why? Well, that's a tough question because, you know me, I love luxury cars. I love, you know, the big glamour cars. And, you know, but I'd probably say, I'm going to say, I'm going to pick two cars. I'd either want to come back as a Cadillac or a Packard. Okay. Now, Cadillac and Packard, two very upscale brands, of course, but very different, obviously. So, I mean, if we could narrow this down a little bit, let's start there. Let's pick one just for today. Okay. Okay. I'd probably go with a classic Packard, like a Hollywood Darren type of car, 1940 Packard. To me, they're just gorgeous. I just love them. And then when I had built my Gable car back in 2004, it was a 40 Packard, and it was styled after a Hollywood Darren, but I gave it that D'Agostino touch. And actually, Oz Customs actually worked on that car, built that car, and helped design that car. And that car was a landmark. And people still talk about the car. It's been 16 years almost. And they still talk about the Gable Packard. Absolutely. So, no, I say Packard first. <laughs> I like it. There you go. Well, we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Packard throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received when it comes to collecting and building custom cars? Automotive advice, building custom cars. Basically, Barris used to always tell me, Johnny, when you build your cars, you've done well for yourself. Build them tasteful. It's not what you do to a car. It's how you do it. It doesn't mean you have to do a million modifications. You just got to resile them right and make them attractive. And he's always says that I've been doing a great job and just continue with it. So Barris been one of my guys I've always looked up to. Same thing as Winfield. Those are the two probably the two top I've really looked up to for advice. And they've both been very, very good to me in the past. And luckily, I've been with them i've been uh, signing with them for the last 15 or 20 years at different shows around the world and those are my friends and uh, rest in peace george barris uh, i love the guy and gene is still going strong at 92 i think gene's gonna surpass 100 and he'll still be going strong so i look up to gene i looked up to all of them barris and and cushionberry and all of them even frankie rosa that basically is still kicking at 91 years old and he's still you know he's he slowed down a lot but his mind is still good, and he, he did my first build, and I look up to Frank for that. Yeah, some great people you've surrounded yourself with. How about a personal habit? Do you have one that you believe has contributed to your success all these years? One habit? Talking about? Yeah, just something that you tend to do on a regular basis that you believe has contributed to you being successful. 
Well, basically, uh, staying close to the hobby like I do. I mean, I mean, I'm always on the internet. I'm always looking at custom cars per se, uh, cars of all styles, and attending car shows, and probably traveling around the world as much traveling as I did. That actually keeps my interest strong. And seeing people in different countries, little by little, building custom cars. I mean, I can remember Germany five years ago when you'd walk in there, you'd lucky to see one custom car. Now you go to Germany that draws hundreds of thousands of spectators. They have room full of not only American cars, but a lot of custom cars and hot rods. So, I mean, like I said, the American cars around the world is so strong. And I'm trying to go to countries that I would never think there'd be one custom in. And there's all these American customs and American classics. So, no, to me, it'll never end. All it's going to do is get stronger and stronger, the American dream and the American car. Love it. How about a resource? Is there a resource that's a go-to for you? Maybe it's a website, an app, could be a person, could be a supplier. One thing that you'd like to share? Well, you know, there's a lot of suppliers that I've dealt with in the past, a lot of sponsors. House of Colors, one of them, Coker Tires for tires and wheels. 3M Products has been one of my big sponsors. Sonex Car Care of Germany, and they're in, in actually they're there in America, USA. Those are my big sponsors that actually has, has helped my career a lot. Now, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would that be? Well, you know, there's so many in the automotive field I'd love to have uh, sit down and have a drink with. You know, there's a couple of celebrity people, and I think one of them is into the cars, and I know he is because I've talked to him before. But probably two people that I like to sit down with would be Jack Nicholson and Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. And Stallone. Yeah. That'd be an interesting meal. <laughs> Yeah, and I've met one of them. I've talked to him several times, Sylvester, but I just haven't got close enough to actually say I know his brother Frank pretty well. But Jack Nicholson, he'd be like a guy that I would love to have a drink with him and talk cars and talk movies and talk a little of everything. Yeah, that'd be fun. Now, is there a book? Are you much of a book reader? And if so, is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners that you enjoyed reading? Well, you know what? I actually like to look at more magazines and actually books, even though I look at every custom car book that comes out, you know, by either Pat Denall or one of those, I buy everything, I read everything, but anything to do with customs, it could be books, it could be magazines. I mean, I mean, it's too bad we lost magazines like Custom Rotter, which was, uh, I used to look up that magazine, it's been gone for several years. Rod and Custom just left a couple of years ago. I hope it comes back again. I was on the cover of the second coming back in 89. I just love looking at anything custom. Is there one mag magazine, magazine you can think of that you really enjoy getting on a regular basis? Well, you know, I look at Street Rotter a lot. That's probably one of them I look at mostly because it comes out it comes out monthly, you know. And then Steve Kunan has a great one that comes out quarterly. That's an excellent tabletop magazine that I get on a on a quarterly basis. Is that Rotter's Journal? Rotter's Journal. With I was just going to tell you, Rotter's Journal is one of my favorite. I mean. Just the book itself, just the content and the photography is, I just wish it would go monthly or at least bi-monthly. But, and I've told Steve that several times, make it at least a bi-monthly magazine. I mean, this magazine is well beyond. I mean, it's probably the number one, without a doubt, for actually photography and text and everything. But eh, we'll see. Hopefully he will. Yeah, well, that's expensive to uh, produce a mail and ship yes, and print <laughs> magazine, especially at that caliber that late. That size, that weight and everything. But uh, yeah, I've been subscriber to them for a long time. Love to have that guy on my show. Maybe you can make a connection for me. That'd be pretty cool. 
All right, John, we are up to the checkered flag in this last question. I've asked it before. Many, many people asked it of you last time you were here. I'm going to buy you any cool car in the world. Collector, whatever, doesn't matter what it is. But there are some rules to this game just today that are going to make it very challenging for you. One of us, you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. You got to keep it. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here. And here's the kicker. It's the only one collector car you can have, meaning your garage is only going to have one very, very cool car in it, maybe just for today. What can I buy you? Okay, I'll tell you the car that really got me going back in the in the late 50s when I saw it on the cover of the magazines. I didn't see it in person until uh, probably when it was done about 15 years ago. But the car that I would have, like to have, and I had the recreation for a couple of years before I just recently sold it. I would love to have the original Hirohata Merc built by Barris. That's the car I would have in my stables. That's a car I would keep forever. It'd be a hand-me-down car. I mean, I just love the style. I, To me, the car is timeless. When George built that car in 51, him and his brother Sam, to me, they were so far ahead of the game. And even today's world, when you see that car, it still, it still looks great. I mean, the style of the car is great. The way he did the curved windows and the channeling and the scoops and the color even. Being, you know, the seafoam green with the dark green bottom. To me, the car's timeless, will always be timeless, and it's probably my most favorite car ever is, is the Hirohata Merc. There you go. Where's that car live these days? It's actually, I just saw it uh, about three weeks ago when I was in Los Angeles at the Peterson Museum. It's on display. It's right next to the uh, Cadzilla, uh, Billy Gibbons Cadzilla car, and it's been a Peterson for probably about three years now. So it's been on display, then it goes down in the vault and it goes back on display, but you got to see that car. you got to go to the Peterson Museum in Los Angeles to actually see it. It's The car's breathtaking. Well, I baited you a little bit with that question. The reason is I wanted to uh, let our listeners know. I was at the Peterson about a month and a half ago shooting an episode, which will debut this fall on season two of my Cars Yet TV show. I saw that car there, so I have seen it in person. I know exactly the car you're talking about. We shot a lot of our shoot down in the vault. We were up in the museum as well. The Peterson is a fantastic place. If any of you are going to be in the Los Angeles area, make sure you go to the Peterson. I mean, it's fantastic. And when you walk up to this car, you can say, you know, I know who wants that car. Mark Green's buying that car for John. <laughs> so uh, there yeah, you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. To me, the Peterson Museum is one of my favorite museums. I mean, I've been, I've been there since 1995, which was the second year they actually opened up and I've had 30 plus cars on display wow. there. So you listeners, just remember, Peterson Automotive Museum, 6060 Wilshire Boulevard, Los Angeles. Once you go there, you're going to love it. you get a lot to see. Absolutely. Make sure this fall you watch for the Cars Yacht TV show. You'll see me at that museum having some fun with uh, Leslie Kendall and Michael uh, there at the museum. A fantastic place. So that'll debut this fall, Season 2, Cars Yacht TV. All right, John, you have taken me on an awesome ride. I knew this would be fun having you back. Really enjoyed talking with you. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Congratulations on everything that you've accomplished since the last time we spoke about three years ago. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom before you drive off in that beautiful Barris-built Merc? Live your dream. Stay with the custom cars. Custom cars to me are cool. Customs are cool. That's all I could say. And market. Yeah, absolutely. What's the best way for people to follow along with you these days? I go under www.celebrity customs all one word k-u-s-t-o-m-s.com and that'll give you a you'll see a bio you'll see 40 or 50 cars i've done in the past that's probably the best way to do it i'm on facebook i'm under john d augustino i got 
I'm under Celebrity Customs slash John D'Agostino and other pages, D'Agostino Customs, Instagram, JD Custom, always with the K, Custom with the K. Those are probably the best ways to get a hold of me and to see what I'm doing and where I'm at the whole bit. There you go. I encourage you guys to follow along with John. If you can keep up, good luck, but follow along with him on what he's doing. Absolutely fantastic life, a guy living his dream. And remember, if you're going to be there during Car Week, join John and I. We'll both be at the 7th Annual Carmel Mission Classic taking place on Wednesday, August 14th at the Carmel Mission. To learn more, go to carmelmissionclassic.org. John, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your incredible life experiences again with me here on Cars Yeah. This is so fun. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure being on Cars Yeah. I really enjoyed myself. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.